Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of our podcast, Talk to the Author, a casual chat with a business book author, hosted by Ron Vatay with our special guest today, Tony Gaffey, owner of Ratio Marketing, Inc. Before we start, let me introduce myself. My name is Rosemary Falget, and I am the office manager here at Resource YYC. We are a co-working space for professionals, so if you are looking for a flexible office space to work for the day or on a monthly basis, this is the right place for you. We do also provide visual virtual office services to give you flexibility in your our new hybrid working world. Virtual offices are great if you don't want to use your home address for your business. I will be sharing the link to our website for you to check out after the session and learn more about our services. Please be aware that this session will be recorded for you and our members to listen later on at, on our website. With that, let's begin the session. Ron Batay is one of our co-founders here at Resource YYC, and I will let him introduce himself. Thanks, Rosemary. Sounds busy around the front office there today, so thanks for doing that. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and I encourage anyone to come down to Resource YYC. Um, I know it's been COVID uh, times, but um, as people are coming back to work, there's uh, more people looking for a private office and definitely the virtual office space is a great option for those working most of the time at home. So I'm um, Rosemary, I'd be happy to help you out. So, um, and thanks for those who are joining us and are watching the podcast or listening to it. Um, you know, we've, at Resource YYC, we've really tried to cultivate a community of entrepreneurs and professionals and really try to uh, introduce um, people to some some helpful people in town, some uh, authors in this case, and and also really to help collaborate people with one another in Calgary to build that community. So thanks again for joining us. Um, and if you are live, um, we will end the podcast and then have some time after for uh, some Q and A um, if time allows. So so again, thanks today. I'd like to uh, um, welcome Tony. Thanks for joining us today, Tony. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Ron. It's great. It's exciting. There's so many things. Uh, I know we're going to try to keep this short, but we could probably talk for hours because the topic is uh, it's it's timely and it's changing all the time. So so we'll try and cover some of the current things uh, that you're working on, and then kind of maybe look into crystal ball a bit into the future. So and and uh, um, I'm really looking forward to some of the topics because it's there's there's so much between traditional marketing and digital marketing that, that that actually we'll get to talk about today. So so thank you. And actually, I'm going to talk, first of all, you're here because you wrote a book for that very reason, right? There's a lot of stuff on uh, traditional marketing and you wrote the book, uh, Digital Marketing Strategies, and you're also the owner of Ratio Marketing. Uh, so this is uh, what you do. And you also teach, um, you do strategy work in both Canada and US. And uh, I, you're uh, developing marketing courses and teaching the University of Calgary, previously for Mount Royal, and you're an advisor, a subject matter expert for SAIDS. So, so with all of that, um, we're very happy to have you here because you've got a great background. You also do, uh, every now and then, you do a little lunch and learns for resource YYC. So we're privileged and thank you that you're part of our community, Tony. Um, and I'm thrilled that we can talk about your book today. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, I miss being there in person, but this is a great alternative. I know, yeah, <laughs> we're kind of getting used to the digital life now, aren't we? But, right. um, but I, I do miss in person, and and we normally end with a 
a glass of wine in our uh, common space after, but I'll invite anybody who's watching to feel free after the podcast to go have a glass of wine. It'll, like, it'll be just like you were here. <laughs> so, so, so um, we talked a bit about what you're doing now, but actually, why don't we just start with a little more introduction. Just tell us a bit about your career and marketing journey, because you actually didn't start out in the marketing world. Um, and certainly digital marketing today probably isn't at all what it is when you start out your career journey. So maybe tell us a bit about your, uh, your, uh, what got you to this point. Yeah, that's right. I started out, uh, I have an undergrad degree in economics and um, I from the University of Alberta in Edmonton and I went to Vancouver deciding that's where I'm going to start my career and, and lucked into a job at Vancouver Airport and my first career job. I was super fortunate to get on this, the runway project at that time. They were proposing a third runway. So my role was to aggregate the stats and analyze them to help to continue, contribute to the justification of a new runway. So once that runway was approved after about four years, uh, part of that was doing PR work because mm -hmm. the runway had been so opposed for a number of years. So based on that experience, I leveraged that and I landed um, a, a role being a marketing uh, manager for 13 airports in British Columbia, the regional airports like Castle Guard and Williams Lake. So I started doing marketing to help them to promote their leased and licensed air terminal space to the local business communities. And then I went back and did an MBA and kind of put my marketing, um, focused on marketing and put the marketing together with the stats uh, to really build on my market research skills. Mm -hmm. And that evolved into marketing strategy, planning and implementation. That's how I landed where, well, I moved to Calgary with the Business Development Bank and uh, that's how I kind of got started my career here just working on my own, but I didn't make a lot of money in my first few years. So that's when I started teaching as well. And I, I do both, I couple both and both of those things enhance the other, I find. So, I, I guess, so certainly, because we have a lot of entrepreneurs here. So, so I say, you know, if you want to learn a lot of things and you may not become an expert at anything, run your own business, because that'll give you a lot of life experience that they could take anywhere. So you've done that. And then um, I'm curious, does that background you have in economics and the stats? I mean, you did market research, but do you find that really translates into the digital marketing world? Absolutely, yes. It's the numbers. And um, mm -hmm. that is an area of focus that I, I personally do as a strategist is I look at the numbers, the Google Analytics or social media analytics and, you know, email data, all sorts of data and try to bring together what is the information telling us as evidence to develop that strategy and to optimize our marketing spend. So yeah, although my focus has always been in marketing, it's just evolved over the years. And I've spent a couple of years, uh, maybe about two, 10 years ago, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was, where I did a super deep dive for my own knowledge to understand like, how, you know, how do I develop a website? How, how do email programs work? And I did a series of podcasts and blogs and videos just to get my feet wet and although I've gained a depth of knowledge in those areas, I'm still constantly learning because it is changing all the time. Well, I mean, even here at Resource YYC, we weren't doing a podcast a year ago, right? Because, and the technologies, I mean, I, I think you'll see too, some of the tools and technologies have changed a lot to support it, I imagine, right? Absolutely. I'll, I'll get an early plug, I'll get an early plug in for you because with her book comes a, cause a, a phone app where you can actually do some some analysis so we'll talk about that a little later but those that kind of technology you wouldn't even have five years ago probably right yeah exactly 
Yeah. So, well, and um, so if we talked a bit about that. So there is a nonstop, there's so much out there about digital marketing tactics, right? Especially around social media, right? There's just, there's more information than you could ever absorb around the tactics of it, but that's not, um, that's not really how you approach it. You're it's more on the strategic side of marketing as well, right? So how would, so, so your book, maybe talk a bit about what prompted you to write your book and, and how you got into that with, with all the stuff out there on digital marketing. Right. I, I got an opportunity at the University of Calgary. They launched a brand new digital marketing program in their continuing ed. And um, in trying to find a good textbook, I just couldn't find anything that really represented what I was trying to teach in the course. And that is the strategic approach to promotions and optimization. And the outcome I was tasked with was build an omni-channel strategy for um, all stakeholders. And I'm like, okay. So I built a framework yeah. uh, on how to aggregate the data in such a way that leading metrics can help to understand and justify how a, an organization is actually achieving their lagging key performance indicator for mm -hmm. the growth of the business. So because there was a gap and, and there really isn't anything like it, I thought, well, I'll just put together my own information and then it launched this book that got picked up by Kendall Hunt in the U.S. Excellent, and it is a gap, right? So, and and I think maybe this goes back to your your data data background, right? So it, it really helps drive a lot of decisions, right? So it's good. And um, are you using it? Do you get to use it as a textbook, or is, is maybe maybe a bit about who the audience is for this book? Is it geared strictly for students, or is it a book that people can use in practical? everyday applications? Um, I developed it for my continuing ed course with, at UFC, which is um, management. So, mm -hmm. but my sense is that it's kind of like an MBA book. And uh, right now I'm, I'm talking to a couple of professors in the United States to see if they'll give me a peer review to understand where they think that it fits in academia because it's more management. My sense is more of an MBA fit. Um, so it is optional with my course. And having said that, I am developing my own course that launches at the end of this month that's based on the book. So that'll be on, I'll be promoting it on LinkedIn. Um, but it, I wrote it more so for, like it's a, more of a hands-on approach. And I feel that there is actually an opportunity for opt uh, like entrepreneurs that are running their own business. Because I get that a lot from my clients or potential clients are like, you know, we spent all this money. We have no idea what's working. We just know it's either working or not working. Like, how, how do we get that information? It's a big black hole. So this is a great book for entrepreneurs to get that high level of understanding and basically what questions to ask in order to get the information you need to make those decisions. Well, I think what I appreciate because I've been in this boat doing more doesn't get you more, right? In fact, sometimes doing more just costs you more and you get no results. So, so to me, this book strategically starts to connect that dot between, between where you want to put your effort and getting results, right? And, and I know you'll talk to, of course, you'll talk to any consultant, they'll, they'll tell you they'll do that for you. But I think, uh, and, that, and maybe to your point, for managers or for entrepreneurs, it kind of allows all that framework to actually start to have those conversations, better conversations. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a nice, nicely laid out too. So, so um, actually, why don't we talk a bit about the content of the book? 
because um, you spent a lot of time. So so maybe uh, as we get in there, how did it evolve? Because you, you have a clear flow through the book. And I'll just say, you know, you go from preparing your marketing success, then the components, and then putting it in action. Um, so how, did, how how was that process of actually getting that content together and developing those themes? It sounds like, and you and I talked about this, you actually didn't, you're not referring to a lot of other people's stuff because you kind of locked yourself away and said, we're going to do this from basic first principles and, and, and develop it. So these are your strategies then. Yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of the book um, came about from information that I had already aggregated either mm -hmm. through my own blogs. I've written a series of blogs about different marketing strategy approaches, you know, SEO, SEM, all that kind of thing. And plus the um, courses that I've developed where I've had to really clarify things in such a way to help students understand. One of the things I really found was missing in digital marketing in general was the marketing aspect. Like where's this intersection between the traditional and digital? And that's the first part of my book is really explaining that and that comes out of academia. Like, you know, we look at the marketing foundations and fundamentals, but like like how does that fit? So that's the first section. The second section is the market research yeah. to inform decisions. And then we've got the the this Part three is the different components of strategy from website development to content management, social media, all the different parts. And then the fourth part was the, the framework. How do we present this data so that it makes sense in a, in a hands-on approach to the typical layperson, basically? So, yeah, it came from where I saw that academia was not connecting <laughs> to yeah. digital there's yeah. another piece that was missing Actually, let's go back and so there'll be now a whole generation who wouldn't necessarily even know what traditional marketing is right or it's all blurred with digital marketing uh where we're at so so speak that a bit how would you how would you describe the academia side of connecting traditional with digital marketing Okay, so that's a good question. In the fundamentals of marketing as it relates to the business includes the four P's, the marketing mix, product, price, place, and promotion. Yeah. And the promotion piece is where I'm, what I'm talking about, where in promotions we have advertising, typically, print, radio, television, PR, which is like media releases and celebrity endorsements, to uh, direct response, which would be postcards in their mailbox, to promotion, sales promotions like coupons and discounts, and also events and sponsorships. Those are all things that typically have been done in the traditional marketing sense. And so there are, there are components of digital marketing that are exactly like that in the digital marketing world. Like we have search and display ads or retargeting ads. So I just connect those dots on how you can take the traditional methods and look at them in the digital marketing lens. Is there, and I imagine, you know, everything seems new until you realize actually there's lots of learnings from the old. So, so have you found that actually when you start to connect those dots that there's actually a lot of learnings that people need to apply to digital marketing that are actually found in some real world uh, old fashioned marketing? Yeah, the basics of marketing are still the same. <laughs> it's just the way that the different channels and um, the different, what's what's really changed is the way that consumers um, absorb, for lack of a yeah. better term, 
marketing nowadays because they're used to they know that they're going to be inundated with ads or whatever um <laughs> there's an expectation so that yeah and no one the same thing applies to digital as traditional that in the sense that no one wants to be advertised to yeah well yeah. you know we talked a bit about because the sales funnel there's lots of different funnels and you actually described more the digital funnel but how does that because that is the huge part I know in the digital world is how you capture people to eventually get a sale, but how you move people through that path is different digitally. But I think psychologically, some of it's the same, right? So, and you've, you've, you've described a bit of that in the book as well, right? Yeah, the buyer's journey, the sales yeah. funnel, the marketing funnel, it's all the same. Yeah, you, and, and you call it, you're, the buyer's journey is what you call it, right? So. It's the old traditional ADA concept, awareness, interest, desire, decision, and then action. And uh, it's just been uh, brought forward because it, it, into the digital marketing realm because it's just so relevant. Like yeah. we can have multiple uh, funnels for different types of segments, different products. But basically it's awareness, which is things like digital ads or social media, just getting your name out there to drawing a consumer potential customers into your into your scope kind of thing we call it the gravitational pull where they yeah. get to know a little bit about you and then you collect information about them so that you can provide them more relevant content or information to drive them to the point where they actually do something so they you, they convert do you, think, do you think most managers or entrepreneurs understand that Probably no, just, not. No, no and, and then actually, from my perspective, and get impatient in the process, right? Because that journey is a bit of a journey, right? Where people want instantaneous sales. I, you know, and this is a really, um, I'll give you a really good example. I was talking to a, a woman who owns an accounting firm, and uh, she was asking me, you know, can you audit my marketing? I have paid ads. And I got one sale in the last six months from there. And I also have, um, you know, they've recommended that I do a blog. And I said, well, let's take a look at those ads. You've got one sale and that's this amount, but you've spent four or five times that amount just to get that one yeah. client. Like is, is so, and then the blog, there's no conversion. Like, so you're at the top of the funnel. You're just creating awareness, but what you really want is to convert them into customers. So what is your digital marketing agency doing for you to do that? And a lot of them miss that mark. And owners or entrepreneurs, they just don't know what they don't know. They're like, it's hit and miss. <laughs> well, and and when you're busy being an entrepreneur, you so much need and want someone to be able to take that load from you, right? But then if you, I, I think this goes, goes back to your book, because the best thing for an entrepreneur is, hey, I need this, I need this help, can you do it? The worst thing is to find out you spend a bunch of money and then not actually got what you were hoping for, right? So so kind of your book, I think, and, and maybe this goes into a bit of the next chapters, is you start to describe some of those things that managers and owners should be looking for, right? As, yes, and as part of that buyer's journey. So the, the middle section of the book where it does a, you know, an overview of website strategies or paid ad strategies, they all folk, all those chapters focus on the buyer's journey and what mm -hmm. are the things that you need to look at because you can analyze conversions at every step, not just yeah. the purchasing conversion. Yeah. So, 
so so we're not going to uh, we're going to still people should buy your book and read okay. it but i think i think from going through it um some of those things especially uh, well grad school be great so mbas right because they're going to be looking at all kinds of business but i also think managers are people who have some overall responsibility for the business and marketing is one component this would be really helpful for them to, to kind of be able to at minimum speak the language and then ask critical questions about it right so, yeah exactly because yeah, and, it is and then the end so so we're gonna actually i want to get into some of the sure. stuff about writing your book and all the cool stuff too but but you actually at the end of your book you kind of wrap up with putting into action right digital marketing action units and some fundamental things there do you want to speak to that a bit about the strategy and that Right. Um, it's with digital marketing, we have so much data. This is part of the issue. But the um, the fourth section talks about measurement and what are those key performance indicators? What is the what is a leading versus a lagging metric? What are some of those numbers that we need to look at? And I talk a lot about industry benchmarks as well. It's like setting that starting point and then analyzing over time. Um, and then the planning is typical, a typical marketing plan of action. But then I wrap it up with the framework, like here's how the data looks and how you can optimize it by continually assessing it on a regular basis and eliminating what's not working or fixing it and or reducing the amount of money spent there and then focusing more of your time, effort and money on what is working. And that's how that optimization happens. Yeah. And, and you added a cool app. So tell us a bit about the app that goes along with your book. When I started teaching marketing research, I was always looking for ways to do research on those four P's, product, yeah. price, place, and promotion. And price is the challenging one because if you outright ask someone, they're going to give you the low-ball low ball price. Yeah. So I had um, found this uh, economic um, theory by Van Westerberg, um, and it's four questions that are asked in a very specific way. So I developed an app that instructs how to um, get those, and it's in the book as well, how, like what are the four questions to ask, how to upload the data into the app, and then the app demonstrates a, a chart, a graph, and a table that uh, pinpoints the optimal price range and the optimal price point based on that particular data set from a, from a survey. And I love that because other than that, depending on who you ask, there's a lot of arm waving about that right but at least at minimum this gives you something that's a little more tangible and grounded to even have that you know to, to look at and compare from then you can imagine then you can use it to actually as a benchmark right so starting place so and I, I've used it for uh, entrepreneurs looking for funding from VCs because you know how how hard is it to find an optimal price point for your product or service when you just don't know? Yeah. But by doing that research prior and including that as part of your plan, I, it makes a huge difference. That's awesome. And how is the app thing? So you've done you've done so many things, Tony, including now an app there. How is that? Did you regret getting into building the app process? Was it exactly, is it as easy as writing a book? It, and the app's quite simple. The app was harder than the book. I gotta be honest, because it it's a, it's an economic theory. But I had to source someone who understood yeah. like that theory and the and how to do the formula and then how to create a, a way to 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 put that into an app. So it the app actually took 
quite a bit longer than the book to, to create. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. <laughs> but uh, it's a pet project of mine. Um, I included it in the book because I thought there'd be value, but I yeah. also include how like, anybody can look up the theory and, and access it, but it's most public people, knowledge. Most people would rather use an app if it can do it for them. So uh, yeah. a little plug, your app is uh, on Google, uh, Google and Apple uh, downloads. You can do the app stores. Right. It's called the yeah. Ratio Marketing Price Sensitivity Analysis. Uh, but it's only on a cell phone, too, at this point, anyways. Yeah. Oh, well. Cool. That's awesome. So, so and, and what about the whole book writing process? So, this is your first book? Yes. Well, my first uh, official published book, I actually wrote a book on how to do market research back in the day when I was teaching market research. Uh, but, um, yeah, I... I, I have a friend who's in the book industry and she said, you know, why don't you put together a proposal and and see if anybody wants to buy your book? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I put together a 25-page proposal, including a first chapter, an outline, samples of my work, etc. And I shopped it around. Two publishers wanted it. And Kendall Hunt, I went with them. They're a smaller company, but they were so great to me. Um, and then I had to buckle down and write the book. So it's an overwhelming, daunting task. So I just scheduled an hour a day five days a week Monday through Friday just that one hour set aside work on my book and sometimes I just stare at the screen <laughs> or just make notes uh, but then I caught on to a rhythm yeah. and I found I had a lot of this already done so it's just a matter of packaging it in such a way that it was in a book format but it you got to be disciplined um, it took it me on? almost a year to write it did, and did you have a mental image of what the outcome would be or did it Turned out to be something totally different. It start. turned out to be something different because when I submitted yeah. it to the publisher, they actually outsourced a, a marketing company, design company, to put it together. I was pretty happy with the outcome. Yeah. I, I, I think it's kind of attractive. It's almost it's, like a yeah. animate, not animate. What would you call it? Like, it's not like it's it's scholarly book. It's more well, hands on. Well, and yeah. I, and I think that was one of the when we started the conversation. Is this is it an academic book for students? And it's not. It's, it's really written uh, uh, for manager. I would say, like, from my personal as a perspective, an entrepreneur and manager, actually, I could have gone back and read a book like that sooner. Um, actually, one of the reasons we do this is because sometimes entrepreneurs and managers don't bother to read it. So hopefully someone's prompted to go through and, you know, you're much smarter when you read a book like this after, but you should have read it ahead of time. So. Great. And you did it in digital format, so it's not printed, which which kind of makes sense in the digital world because because this could be all different next year, right? Well, not all different, but do you foresee having to do versions each year to keep up with the digital marketing world? Well, yeah, I actually have a couple points. Thank yeah. you for your feedback <laughs> on how to revise it. I tried to make it evergreen in the sense that yeah. I didn't pin it to specific dates or data. I tried to make it general conceptually. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, within a year, it's going to have to be updated, I'm sure. Because uh, yeah. what's that? Well, and, and in digital form, actually, that won't be hard for people to get it, right? So, right. And and um, any other books on your horizon there? Now that you've got one on your belt? I am working on something um, that it's more on the leadership side. Okay. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I I downloaded the I, I I got access to masterclass to see Malcolm Gladwell and yeah. uh, 
because I really like his style. It's not my style of writing, but I'm trying to take a, a lesson from him on how to how to create a story as opposed to this is what you need to do. So mm -hmm. that's that is something I'm I'm cooking up. Yep. Yeah, cool. Okay, not a not a novel of no. <laughs> stayed stayed more in the factual side of things. Non exactly. nonfiction, yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, well and, and based on my research too, like I'm starting yeah. to do research, so I'm compiling that yeah. information. You know, and actually, I mean, everybody likes different types, but I I do like the fact that it's grounded on data and science, which which I actually think adds a lot of credibility to this book and probably your future books. So that's cool. Thanks. Maybe maybe go right back to your economics background, right? So right. And um, what else you got? So you're also you're teaching. Any uh, we'll try and wrap up fairly quick here. But any yeah. other projects or anything on the go that are interest? Uh, I am working on. Uh, well, yeah, I have a couple of clients in the tech sector, but they're focused globally. So that's mm -hmm. a really um, it's a different approach than just doing something you know yeah. based on local SEO. And the other thing I just finished was I'm, I did a program for Manpower on um, digital marketing for the fintech okay. industry because there's so much opportunity right there. And so yeah. that's been a really great project. It's a big program. It's 50 hours for the students. But um, same principles apply. Yeah. But the fintech industry is an interesting industry to look at right now with uh, you know Bitcoin and crypto and NEO. So there's lots yeah. of interesting things happening. Pretty timely. So, is there any things that are different in that industry that that were a surprise to you? Well, just the way that they use uh, digital marketing more readily. Yeah. So, because fintech is just emerging so quickly, like mm -hmm. it's like it's not an incremental improvement. It's like a disruptive approach, oh. right? That they they go right to digital marketing. Like I was just mentioning, Neo. Which we know we were chatting about that. I, I did look it up. It's actually it's actually based in Winnipeg. I thought it was a Calgary company. Yeah, that's what but it is. It's that Mastercard, and uh, they've gone right to you know using loyalty programs. And it's a really great case study I found for my students. Cool. So those are ones. I mean, if we were sitting here talking a year from now, we'd find out how it, some of these things are turning out, right? right. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Any other actually any other companies that? It's always good to get a perspective on some companies that are just doing it knocking out of the park on digital marketing? Um, well, Neil was the one that I wanted to mention because of the loyalty program. Like, yeah. they collect information from their app because they're on they're an app. They're on your phone. Yeah. They make it super easy and convenient. Yeah. They give cashback rewards. But what's happening, whether or not the user knows it, is that they're collecting all your data. So what they do in loyalty programs is they try to get you to spend more, more often <laughs> by giving you, turning around and giving you more of what you want. So uh, Safeway does this. So I don't know about you, but you know, it's got the blue air miles, air, yep. air miles is really an awesome loyalty program. So they will send me an email and go, here's all your offers this week. And it's all the things that I already buy. And if mm -hmm. I purchase them, this week I get five extra points. So that relevant content through loyalty data is, um, is, is one way that a lot of companies are really catching onto on how to optimize because nowadays with so many different companies that's so competitive online, customization and personalization can really get right to the customer. 
So I wasn't gonna, we weren't gonna talk about Zola, but how, now that we brought it up, how does that change from being very personal and directed to kind of creepy where you feel like you're being watched? Have you seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it talks about. AI is like a dream for marketers, yeah. but who's in charge of AI? <laughs> uh, is that a chapter in a uh, future chapter in your book? Oh, yeah, maybe an addendum to the next one, there how AI yeah. is impacting <laughs> us today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we've already chatted over half an hour, so this is great. Awesome. Anything we didn't talk about, that, especially about your book, is there anything about your book that, uh, um, you know, of course, we didn't talk about everything in there, but... Is there any key things about your book that people should know and want to go pick it up and read it and get a copy? I think the main thing is that it gives you that high level look at how do all these pieces fit together. Like you said, a lot of digital marketers fo focus on one thing like social media yeah. or SEO or ads. But this gives you that look at, you know, how, how do we make this about the customer in order to benefit the company? So it's it's kind of a fresh look at that, and it pulls all those pieces together like a jigsaw puzzle. I think, anyways. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. You're a good, it's a good overview of your book, and you get the free app, which which you can get anyways, right? So, and, yep. and where can uh, where can people get your book? It's digital online, so where do they find yeah, it? I think Rosemary. I think she posts. I saw it pop up. It's in the chat. Um, it's available on Ke on Kendall Hunt. Um. And, and we'll they are in, like, what's up? And we'll put, maybe what we'll do is we'll make sure when we post this podcast, we'll put the link in there as well. Awesome. Um, cool. Okay. And so Kendall Hunt and, um, and, and what about you? So you also racial marketing, you have your own website as well. And yeah. contact you. I don't really, you know, uh, I talk about the hub and spoke strategy in the book where the hub should be your website, but yeah. it, and then everything goes towards yeah. that. I actually use LinkedIn more than my website. My website needs to be updated. Uh, but it's because I leverage LinkedIn so heavily that I focus like with my blogs and posts. Yeah. I do it there. So that's probably the best thing to check out is my LinkedIn profile. I thought you're I thought you're gonna tell me you actually are hard because you're in such demand, you're hard to get a hold of. So um oh, yeah. we will for for uh for the people who have chosen to uh, listen to this podcast, we will post the link to your website as well and your LinkedIn as well. So Thanks. Um, thanks for joining us today. We will uh, we'll wrap it up there. That's a quick overview of Tony's book, uh, Digital Marketing Strategies. And again, we'll post the contact information for Tony and her book in the link on our website. And I think uh, Tony will have a link to, to a link on her site as well. And then maybe I'll, Rosemary, I'll hand it back to you. We'll wrap up. And then for those here, if you want to stay behind, if you have any questions or comments or conversation with uh, Tony, we'll have some time to do that. So, Rosemary, thanks again, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, and I'll hand it back to you, Rosemary. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for our Resource YYC podcast today. And I hope you all got to learn something interesting about marketing and about Tony. So, and if you're looking for a good place to work and need some office or boardroom space, come check out Resource YYC. All right. Have a good day.